Welcome to Shutter Slam's Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. Today's podcast is sponsored by Shutterslam.com. Hey, everybody, it's Craig Bechta here, and we're joined today with Nino Batista. Hey, Nino, are you there? I'm right here, man. How are you? Hey, it's awesome to talk to you because I've been following you online, and then, you know, it is just kind of neat to to actually say hello. (laughs) I appreciate the invite, my friend. But listen, tell us a little bit about how you got started in photography, and then we'll get into your gear and all that other stuff. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, how I got interested, man. Um, That's a question I always get asked. You know, I travel the country in my workshops, and people always say, how long have you been shooting or whatever? It's a very interesting question, I think, anyway. (laughs) Um, I grew up with it is what it is, man. My dad's a professional photographer and he has been since, since I was born, I guess. And, you know, like the typical kid going into teenagerhood, I assisted him, but I never paid attention to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just what dad does, whatever. I guess I'll help you carry your bags to that wedding, you know, and things like that. Um, so I never paid attention to it. And, and then just trying to, you know, modify what I do in my, uh, in my business, you know, cause I was a graphic designer for years. I said, well, maybe I can, uh, you know, add something to my arsenal of, of, uh, of skills and marketable whatever. Anyway, long story short, in 2009, I jumped into photography, portrait work. And that's when my dad kind of said, are you serious? You really want to do that? And I said, yeah. And uh, longer story short, here I am. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up with it is what it is. So I always had it around me. It was, it's, a, it's a given. Camera and, and shooting and portraits and, and all that nerdy photography talk, man, that's just that's just my life. In and out of studios as a kid, blah, 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 you know. Um, it's a given, just like just like music and uh, and graphic design is. It's just what I do, and I have since I could remember. So, so how did you make the transition from you know just maybe doing your own work to to teaching and to workshops and things like that? Well, I think the um, the teaching aspect of it, I I can't really credit my mother, who was a public school teacher, necessarily. I don't know that she was a huge influence on me as a teacher. I guess she could have been, but really, what happened was that in the late nineties. Um, as a musician, I was actually, uh, you know, as musicians are often broke, <laughs> I was, uh, I got into teaching, teaching music, teaching guitar just by, because I needed some money. And um, what happened was, Craig, is that I realized I like teaching. I became like this ham. I like having that student in front of me and teaching him what I know. And, and, <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the other teachers at the music school I was at, it was a music store is what it was. Um, they kind of saw it like uh, a job I have to do where I, I was I really like this. So um, I started teaching music. And then when I stopped doing that, uh, for reasons that it's a whole nother path of discussion, I ended up being an audio production teacher as well a couple years later. Uh, Long story short, when I was asked in 2012 repeatedly if I gave photo workshops, my reaction was, why not? Let's try it. So I did here in Houston where I'm based locally. Um, Let's try it. I enjoy it. What the heck? That was my thought, right? I like teaching. This can't hurt. So I tried it. And it snowballed from there. You know, it was it was Houston, and then it was more Houston, and then it was Dallas, and then it was Austin, and then, then it started going out of state. So in short, I, I started teaching because I wanted to and because people were asking, and I, I remember teaching music. I remember teaching audio production, and I was like, that sounds fun. And I'll be honest with you, I really love it. I know there's a lot of photographers maybe who get into workshops for the money or for the networking or for the marketing, but I mean, I do as well. Don't get me wrong, but I, I genuinely look forward to every class. I love meeting people. I love traveling. Um, as you can tell, I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could pass on one tip, say maybe somebody's sort of just uh, struggling. They're thinking of maybe taking this part-time or full-time. What kind of advice could you give them? 
Um, well, I like to say, you know, there's an old um, sort of concept that they call Occam's razor, which it's kind of a philosophical thing. But basically what it means is that when there's lots of answers, complicated answers to one question or a problem, that usually the simplest answer is the correct one. And so what I say is, if you want to succeed in photography, then usually your biggest problem is that your work's not good enough. I think it's that simple. You have to be just as awesome as you can. You have to not settle. You have to work your butt up. You have to be angry at yourself for sucking at first. You have to um, have insane amounts of determination to edit all night long and to shoot seven times a week just to get better. Um, you know, stop worrying about gear and stop worrying about, um, you know, I don't know, just, just get out there and do it. I kind of have the Dave Grohl philosophy of just get out there, as he says, get out there, play live, do it, get out there and, and, and get yourself known and seen and work hard to be the best you can. So a lot of people, I tell them bluntly, I, I use the same yardstick for myself. My work was not good enough. And I thought, well, until it's good enough, nothing's going to change. And I was jealous of others who were good. I'm still jealous of others who are good, but not in an unhealthy way. Just in a manner of like, I'm sorry, I'm not good enough. That's what it is. It's not that my marketing is no good. It's not that my camera isn't the right one or the lens or the version of Photoshop or my retouching technique or who I know. It's my work. If your work is good enough, people will notice, period. That's my take on it. Yeah, I first discovered you on F-Stoppers, but then I found your YouTube channel. And some of the videos you do are incredible. Like if anybody hasn't seen... A, Nino's YouTube videos, make sure you Google them because they're, uh, I know you use Capture One too for some of your editing. So I found those really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I do. It's funny because I have Capture One Nine sitting there downloaded and I haven't installed it yet. <laughs> I need to finally do it. I'm still on eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nine's good. You know, there's a few improvements. That's what I heard. So you do a lot of workshops. Um, do you have some coming up? Like, how can people find out about that? Yeah, the, um, I kind of, booked the beginning the first half of this year kind of crazy so in two weeks i'm in washington dc which is my first trip to dc i'm really excited about that uh, i'm going to be at union 206 studios um pretty exciting it sounds like a great uh facility my good friend and uh, uh photographer and co-writer on f stoppers and all kinds of things douglas saunders was telling me that it's a fantastic studio he goes there frequently or has really excited about going to dc uh, but then after that, I've got quite a an interesting run of speaking engagements. I'll be doing Shutterfest at the end of March. Um, and before, what am I doing before that? Oh, yeah, I've actually, I'm going to be doing WPPI. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a hands-on workshop with Sean Goodrich at a, an art gallery and studio in Vegas, kind of about a mile off the strip during during WPPI. It's not an official WPPI speaking thing, but, you know, one of those off-site ones. Um, so I've got that going on. And then my April, early April, I'm going to be at Shoot the Centerfold as a special guest, which is that big seminar uh, run by all the, you know, Playboy photographers and whatnot in Miami. Um, but so I've really booked myself up. I mean, I could go on. I have something every two weeks until June. Wow, <laughs> but that's cool. I, I would just recommend go to my website and check it out. But yeah, in two weeks, I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C. in the end of February. So so what's your website? I don't know if I've actually been oh. on it before. Oh, it's ninobatista.com. And admittedly, it's pretty it's pretty scarce right now. Um, it just has links to all the major things like my social media, YouTube, a um, couple of events, um, my weekly web series that I just started, etc. It's pretty bleak. I wouldn't say it's the most thorough website in the world, but it, it gets the job done. I, I do so much of my marketing on social media, man. That's my problem. So my website was actually idle for almost two years, Wow. you know, until, until late last year, if I'm perfectly honest. So what about gear? You're shooting Canon. Is it the 6D? That you, are you still shooting with that? I do have the 6D, and I'm very simple. In fact, I was just in Seattle recently, and um, the, the workshop 
attendees were a little bit blown away when I opened up my little camera bag and, and they said, you have a 6D, a 50 millimeter and an 85 millimeter. What else do you use? Do you just, is this your travel kit? And I said, no, this isn't my travel kit. This is my kit. You know, and I use whatever lighting and requisite lighting materials are available wherever I am. But I am a full frame body, 50 and 85. That's where I live. And anything else I might rent or borrow or pull from my sponsor. But for the most part, I keep things very, very simple. And I don't, I, I'll, I'll say this, though. I'm a Canon guy, but a lot of people have been hearing me write a lot about Sony recently. So I've been getting a lot of questions about that. And I'm technically, how much can I say about this? Almost a Sony guy. How about, how about we leave it at that? <laughs> so you're thinking of making the switch to Sony, but just not yet. Um, yeah, let's say, say the discussions are, are happening. And I'm very impressed with the Sony systems, the Alpha series, the A7R2 specifically. Um, but there's some discussions about to what capacity I'll be switching. How's that? It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's a great camera. My sister just bought one. It and, really is. Uh, it's funny how people don't take time to read the manual, though. True. Uh, she shoots an auto, which is like kind of ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> oh, on an A seven R two, wow! I know it's ridiculous. Well, she's got a lot of money, I guess. But <laughs> uh, so, if there was any tips for retouching, what could you recommend? Because maybe some people struggle with retouching a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say what I say in my workshops, and that retouching shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be um, excusable, dismissible. It shouldn't be a necessary evil. You either see it as part of your process and. Or you, you know, you suffer. Honestly, um, I'll, I'll get to some specifics in one second. But I like to add this when I say it to my workshops. I say, look, let's say you have some decent gear. You talk about having money, right? Let's say you have some decent gear and you want to learn. You got an A7R2. You got um, some nice dice glass, right? And you have this amazing sensor, amazing optics, and all this stuff. Brand new high tech technology. You take a portrait of somebody, and you have all this incredible detail in your shot. And then you run a really terrible Photoshop filter on it. Now, why, why are we doing this? Why, what's the point of all this advanced optics and sensors if we're doing um, a catastrophic retouch? You have to enhance what's there. So my point is that, just like I said about the simple explanation, if your work's not good enough, people don't care. Well, if your retouch's not good enough, you need to step it up too. And that's where I say, don't go for excuses. Don't go for plugins at first. There's a, there's a time and a place for that. Don't go for purchasable action sets at first. Learn how to retouch, especially in portrait work, learn how to retouch the right way. A, so you can be more detailed. B, so when the, when the plugin does not solve something, you know exactly how to solve it. You know, and uh, I think the simplest way, at least on an audio recording right now, is if you're a portrait photographer, if you can get your skin work down, your skin retouch down, Everything else will be benefit. Everything will be better. Everything, regardless of your color grading or regardless of your um, tone and aesthetic that you like, you get your skin work down. Everything comes together. So again, no excuse. Learn the right way to retouch. And there's so many resources out there. Not just me. Gosh, there's so many resources out there to learn how to properly do skin work. So I, I just think stop making excuses or look at it like I'm not technical. I don't really like. I just like to shoot. These are all famous last words, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you've got a great article on skin retouching, and then you have a video that goes with it. And uh, I watched that a few times, and I try to incorporate some of those ideas that you had. Because some of the stuff I never even thought of. I'm like, oh, he does this with the reds, and he does that with the oranges and yellows. And ooh, you know, I found it really interesting, like second-level kind of stuff. And I know, don't you also do, uh, like, Skype uh, retouching lessons or something like that? I do. Generally, they're on Google+, Plus, the Hangouts, but I also can do them on Skype, screen share. Um, I've done them with people in, um, you know, 
in freaking Kuwait and Australia, but um, I do them with also people around the country. So, yeah, I mean, I don't do very many of those because it's about a four-hour block of my time. Um, but when I do them, I mean, yeah, I take care of that and I, I help a lot of people out. I've done some some retouching sessions with some pretty big names who wish to remain anonymous, but I was very pleased that they reached out to me. And yeah, we did it. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that too. <laughs> but uh, no, because when I saw a couple of your things on YouTube, I was like, oh, this is at another level, you know, because I've seen a lot of retouching stuff myself too. And I was like, wow, you know, so yeah. Um, no, definitely. Well, if I have to give, if I have to give, uh, I appreciate the comment, don't get me wrong, but if that's the case, then I definitely have to give props to um, my sort of main mentor. I, I'll start with this. I'll say that I never went to college. I never went to a workshop in my life. I learned from my dad and everything else I did was just insane perseverance. But the one time in my life that I reached out really to a mentor um, was Pratik Nike of Solstice Retouch. Now we happen to be, I happen to be lucky that he lives here in Houston. And over the years we've become friends. But despite being friends, I said, no, 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 no. I want to, um, I want you to mentor me on retouching because I want to go to the next level. And this was a few years ago. And I, I said, we may be friends, but I'm going to pay you. You're a professional. And he came over to my house and or my apartment at the time. And we sat down for an entire day and he blew my mind. He ex absolutely blew my world apart. Um, I thought I was a good retoucher at the time and I realized I didn't know anything. So I appreciate the, the compliment, but I will say a huge part of what I do in my retouching is, that, you know, I, I have to give credit to him. Yeah, he's good too. I saw his creative live special a while back. Yeah, he's fantastic and a great human being as well. I love the guy. So yeah, you have a music background too, because I noticed I saw a video of you and you were, were you playing, was it bass that I saw you or was it guitar? I can't remember. I played both, but mainly bass. Most of my visibility came playing bass. It was um, from 2001, I guess, until 2004. I played music all through the 90s since I was a teenager, you know, early, late 80s and whatnot. But um, most of my visibility came um, early 2000s in a band I was in. The only reason I quit is because I had my first child or my ex-wife had her first child. And I decided I should be a dad and no, no more coming home at four in the morning, you know, from gigs. So, yeah, my background uh, was music for quite some time. I actually miss it. I'd love to get back into it. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of photographers are also musicians, but I guess it's that creative side, I guess, that, it that is. we have, yeah. I guess. It definitely is. I think I'm more passionate about music than photography, if I'm perfectly honest. But um, it turns out I never made any money with music. So <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you got to pick your priorities. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you on the web. So the easiest place is what, your website then? or Yeah, ninobatista.com, which is why I created it um, after years of Idol, is to have a, you know, just somewhere you can find me um, on my social media and everywhere else. Because I'm I'm very active on social media. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people even candidly tease me and say, hey, do you actually uh, do you actually work? You're always on Facebook. And uh, what I tell people is that I see I see social media as my job, you know, and I, I don't want to belittle it that way. I do enjoy it. But um, that's where most of my marketing came from. I would I would I would say my a big part of my career um, can be thanked or whatever um, to social media. So I, I don't have any excuses about it. I say I'm on social media quite a bit. So. Uh, luckily, having a unique name, similar to you, I don't know anybody else named Becta, that's for sure. No, it's easy um, to Google you and find you. Yeah, yeah, you type in Nino Batista into Google and I'm everywhere. And I've also made my phone number and email address and everything. All my business contact information is out there. So Google Nino Batista and you shouldn't have any problem finding me. So what would you say is your best uh, source of social media traffic? Is it Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube? What's your number one, do you think? I think I think it's probably um, Facebook in terms of interaction, um, in terms of you know interpersonal interaction. I get more direct in, 
uh, communications from Facebook. But oddly enough, in the last six, eight months, my Instagram just keeps growing on its own without me trying to do much. I'm not sure what's going on there, but definitely Facebook, my number one. So what about photographers that are trying to get more customers, say maybe for their portrait business, or the wedding business? Do you recommend, say, Facebook or what, what would you say for that? You know, I would say I would say Facebook, despite some of the uh, backlash that people have been giving Facebook for the last, say, 12 to 18 months. It's true that they have, um, you know, they kind of neutered reach in terms of your business pages. And all that's true. Everyone's complained about it. In fact, everyone was complaining about it um, absolutely with, you know, <laughs> pitchforks and axes about 18 months ago, hating on Facebook. And they refused to be a part of it because they're making me pay for ads. But one thing I did notice, Craig, in recent times was that even friends of mine, some people that were complaining vehemently about Facebook and their, you know, oh, you got to pay for reach. Suddenly the complaining has died down, but I keep seeing ads pop up from a lot of photographers I happen to know. So I think what's happened is that people just kind of gave in and realized, you know what, $5 a day ain't going to kill me and, 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 and it's going to work. Facebook wins. So I, I, I would try to keep on Facebook. I would, you know, confidently drop an ad maybe every now and then. I think that's the most interactive now, some people, especially me specifically, working in model photography and interacting and dealing with models a lot, ipso facto youth, um, sometimes people say, well, what about the, the Snapchat of the world and the other things that are out there, these other social media platforms that are mobile focused? Uh, you know, I don't know that a 40-year-old photographer needs to be spending a lot of time on Snapchat, not because it's inappropriate, but because I don't think that's the right venue for clients, for customers. And even if you're a glamour or a fashion photographer, commercial fashion photographer, models aren't your clients anyway. So I still think that we need to be on the networks that are more professionally focused, which is going to be Facebook and, of course, your own website and YouTube and things like that. Um, so I'm not convinced that that the, the Snapchats of the world and things like that are where you can find business right now. So yeah, Facebook for sure. So have you tried Facebook video ads? Because I've heard those are cheaper clicks. I haven't tried them myself. I, I, I'm sort of against paying for Facebook, but I think I'm going to start actually this week. I, I have been against paying for Facebook for a long, long time. But in recent months, I've been trying. I noticed that, like I said, $5 a day, which for most of us isn't going to kill us, um, is okay. I haven't tried the video one. No, I haven't. But I will say this. The only tip I can probably tell you in my you know, very naive um, experience on Facebook ads is you tend to like say, oh, $5 a day for this ad. Oh, how about another one for $3 a day? You know what? I really believe in this one, $10 a day. And then when Facebook does that draft out of your bank or PayPal at the end of the month, you're, you know, $422 later said, oops, I'm, I may have gotten crazy with that. You know, so just just keep your budget in check and know what you're spending because you get click happy at $2 a day and your mind tells you it's cheap. And then three weeks goes by and it all adds up. So just, that's just my thought on that. <laughs> yeah, there's a tool that I've got. I haven't actually used it yet, but it's called Improvely. And it'll track your clicks. So you can tell where your clicks are coming from for various ad campaigns. Mm -hmm. And then you could track your conversions too to see whether or not right. this ad's converting into money. Because you, know, you can't just keep giving money away if you're not making sales or conversions. So something to no, think absolutely about. Absolutely not. Right. All right, so your YouTube channel, same thing, Nino Batista, type that in on YouTube, that's how we find you there? Yeah, you can go youtube.com slash Nino Batista to go directly, but yeah, for the most part, you can find me there on YouTube, and it's a little different now because I'm, I'm changing the branding a little bit because we're doing this weekly this weekly show, which started in December or late November last year, um, so that's evolving in a different direction, so I'm actually starting to brand something and some ones other than me. And so that's a new a new exploration of, of, of branding. But yeah, it's called The Backyard. I don't know if I've even told you about that. No. 
uh, what happened was that I I used to record on YouTube very off the cuff, sort of iPhone captured um, rants, for lack of a better term, right? Something about the industry I would just babble about. Um, and a couple of friends of mine, associates here, said you should you should do one specifically about a certain subject. We were all hanging out at the house after talking about a big project and an agency idea we're working on. And we went to the backyard, literally in my house here, um, and gra- grabbed an SLR and just you know videotaped me doing a quickie rant. I edited it up and threw it on YouTube. And then later on, some other people said, this almost feels like you should have a little, little web show, web series about it. Well, me being who I am, it snowballed and became one. And so we call it candidly the backyard. It's where I'm in, the ba- in my backyard, you know, talking about photography, talking about the industry, modeling, retouching. I have people, interviews lined up with a lot of people. We have uh, tutorials. Then it snowballed into MicroSearch in Houston, jumping on board to sponsor it. We're doing the backyard in studio now at the MicroSearch studio down, you know, down the southwest side. Um, and now we're a weekly web series. I have a co-host. I have an official makeup artist. We have a crew. And um, I, I'm, it may be spiraling out of control. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's a whole different brand now because it's not just the Nino Batista show. It's starting to become my co-host, Stacy Butcher, who's a fantastic co-host, a model and just general all around awesome human. Sarah Stafford is the official makeup artist and we, we're going to utilize her more. And I got a cast and crew. Gosh, I mean, the crew ranges a lot every every week. In fact, we're taping today. That's one of the things I'm doing this afternoon. Um, and that's called The Backyard. Like I said, we got bkyd.tv is our URL for that. It takes you straight to the YouTube channel if you want to check that out. So, um, it, And like I told you earlier, we were bantering earlier, Craig. It, it's a photography tutorial industry thing, but it's sort of becoming a little more irreverent and more of an entertainment program as we're just kind of being ourselves, if that makes sense. So it, it's evolving. So what was that URL again? Uh, bkyd.tv, as in backyard, you know, backyard, yeah, bkyd.tv. BKYD. It looks a lot easier than it, than it sounds when you say it, but bkyd.tv just takes you to the YouTube channel for now. Eventually the website will evolve into something else, but um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting idea. At the moment, it's all out of pocket. It's hardly a commercial endeavor at the moment, but um, we're going to see where it evolves to. We've done about... 12 episodes, 13. Oh, well, I'm going to check it out. Yes, as soon as I get off this call. But uh, I saw one of your videos that I thought was pretty cool. You were talking about um, going through the drive-thru, and I think you had a drink, and you were talking about thanking the people that are serving you at the drive-thru, and I just thought it was kind of an interesting video. That was Yeah, that was one of the very first sort of rants that I did. I completely forgot about that one, but you're uh, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I think that people don't appreciate service people. And I, I even as an artist, I consider myself a service person as a photographer, and I feel underappreciated a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I want to say thanks so much, Nino, for uh, joining me today. And everybody, it's Nino, N-I-N-O-B-A-T-I-S-T-A. That's how you spell it. Just put that in Google, and you'll find him if you haven't already heard of him, which you probably have. But if you haven't, you should just definitely Google him. That's anyway, right. Thank God my name's not John Smith. Easy to find me. <laughs> yeah, it is. So anyway, thanks again, and uh, I'm going to go check out your backyard TV thing. Fantastic, man. I appreciate you having me today, man. All right. Talk to you later. All right, dude. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to Shutter Slams Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. We'll see you next time.